Hey, Riley, how's it going? It's going spectacularly. Good. Uh, glad to hear that. Um, all right, we're, we're talking today about, I guess, uh, n neoliberalism and uh, religion, which um, are two easily defined things that we can relate to each other <laughs> very yeah. succinctly, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they're both very singular, and there's right. know, I mean, one one I thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Yeah. I, uh, we recently were, have been talking about the book Enchantments of Mammon by Eugene McCarraher. And, um, I think this, this book was suggested to me a bit ago by a friend of mine who actually went to Villanova and I think she knew that guy. Anyway, that guy, uh, that guy yeah, 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 Eugene, yeah, Eugene. Well, let's call him. That. We should call him, we'll Eugene. call him Eugene. I think he would appreciate it. I had a student who did that, and in his paper, he just referred to all of the philosophers by their first names. Carl. Yeah, yeah and I was just like, that, that, you know what? Why not? Um, I think yeah, because I'm always telling them, you got to call me Lorenzo. Don't call me Professor Nerucho. And uh, so I think they just were like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna run with that. Yeah. But anyway, Eugene, um, yeah, he's written this brilliant book, and it is, I suppose, it's about the um, effects of mar market capital um, as a system of ideology on our enchanted state in the world. And I think the book is best understood as a departure from Weber's sort of classic thesis that capitalism has disenchanted the world. Um, and instead, what, what Eugene um, <laughs> wants to argue is that it, it has in fact re-enchanted the world or enchanted it differently from the way that religion had done before um, and specifically enchanted it with, um, you know, uh, I, I, like uh, money-related enchantments and, you know, uh, commodification and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And marketing. He, he uses the term um, misenchantment, which mm. I think is good because it, and right. I, yeah, so it is important for him to say that the world is still enchanted, but just, you know, wrongly, in a bad wrong, way. Yeah, wrongly. <laughs> um, yeah, in, in, a, in an evil, it's like an evil enchantment. Um, that takes advantage of our, as he puts it, our longing for divinity. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think this this is a, a great book for our that kind of nicely structures a lot of what we want to do in this project, um, this podcast, um, and also just is really really useful for people to understand. You know, this is sort of like crisis of um, faith of sorts that we're all in, um, and yeah. So I think. We'll, we're going to talk through the book a bit, um, explain its thesis, and then pick out some of his some of his uh, zesty zingers um, from the prologue. Just from the prologue. <laughs> Just from the yeah. prologue. Let's not uh, get ahead folks, of here's what you got to yeah. know: you d don't read books. There's no reason to. Re you can read the prologue and then uh, read a review. Really smart people out there write reviews, like on LA Review of Books or Boston Review or um, Amazon. Amazon, no. yeah, <laughs> Goodreads, uh, no Notre Dame philosophy reviews in fact you never never read a philosophy book my goodness always just read the notre dame philosophy review of it um and it, if it's eugene's read read the prologue it's definitely worth read it read his acknowledgments um he loves his family and that's great <laughs> that is good that's I, yeah. you don't do you read the acknowledgments no i never read the, really no that's i have to it's the first thing i read that sounds like something from like 
like a John Green character would be like, <laughs> like R- Riley always read the acknowledgments first. <laughs> she and, needed to know if the author was a wife guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do need to know that. Right, and, he, and Eugene is a wife guy. Yeah. And a kid's guy. And a daughter's guy, yeah. And a, do- a wife and daughter's guy. Mm-hmm. That's based. Yeah, it is based. Anyway, um, yeah, I think this relates to a, a, some of the stuff we were talking about uh, last time we recorded with Enchantment and um, and also Authority. Uh, for example, Eugene calls, um, he like refers to um, like Capital as a meretricious ontology in which like we are animated by the empty animism of money, which I think is helpful or like I don't know yeah spot on at least it's spot on yeah <laughs> all my notes in here are like go off yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true right yeah you I know? mean yeah when I when I was reading the prologue and the review and then I also listened to a podcast of people um talking about it I think it's uh, Red Shelf um no wait that's the thing that I use for books at UCSD what is it what was it Red Library that's what it's called um anyway I uh uh was just you know like fist pumping the whole way through like you know like this is yes this is it. <laughs> like, yes, yeah yes, yes, yes this is yeah this is yeah um so uh, you know i don't know how it's not like helpful in service of like material politics or something like that i mean maybe actually we haven't made that connection yet if that's the case um but it is enlightening all the same Okay, so we'll start with just a basic sort of review of what the book is about. Um, and as I said, I think it's it's really best understood as a departure from the classic um, Weber view that uh, capitalism has disenchanted the world. So what does that mean? Um, the, the thought is that in, in a previous time, like in medieval times or something like that, back when there were dwarves and elves and orcs roaming the lands, the world was full of enchantment, so people had this sort of like belief that, you know, there was there was some inherent meaning in their actions. They they put their their like suffering up to God, and it like filled their life with meaning. So, even though they lived these you know arguably difficult and miserable lives, you know, like farming turnips or whatever, it was still enriched with something like a magical sort of feeling. Um, and so the Weber thesis is something like during the Protestant Reformation, um, a lot of the aim of Protestantism was to desacralize Christianity, which is to say, take away a lot of the stuff in Christianity, specifically Catholicism, that made it a little bit more uh, ritualistic and sort of harkened back to earlier pagan views. Um, And so in doing this, the Protestant Reformation sort of catalyzed the disenchantment of the world and that it got rid of, you know, like there's no gnomes and dwarves in Protestant churches like there are in Catholic churches. And, um, you know, there's no, they they stripped it down, made it a lot more minimalist and Ikea style. And the uh, that sort of paved the way for a much cleaner, even more minimalist ideology 
uh, which is like market capital, to then enter onto the scene and sort of complete the disenchantment of the world by replacing all of the meaning that we used to get from our love of God and saints and all that with a love of money as the central and only token of enchantment. Um, but McCarraher says, almost, almost right. But what has happened is not purely a disenchantment and instead was more of like a a re-enchantment, re or as, as Riley was saying earlier, a misenchantment. It's reframed uh, the, the argument such that it's no longer a stripping away of you know magical thought in the world but a replacement with the ideology of capitalism and so the you know neoliberal late capitalism ideology or whatever whatever other Twitter words you want to throw in there um, is is one that is actually full of enchantment it's just like an evil and dark one um, we're all enchanted to believe that you know the money and buying things and if I could only just get that new you know that that new iPod um, or I just said iPod in <laughs> yeah. 2022 I am a 27 years old anyway uh, yeah I uh, but you know you just get that new thing that, that new item uh, then you know my life will be meaningful and um, so and McCarraher wants to make the argument no sorry Eugene uh, <laughs> our, our guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically wants to explain, he spends a lot of the book, as I understand it, again, I haven't read the whole thing, um, just explaining how this process uh, unfolds from medieval times up into the present. Um, but the central thrust of the argument, I think, actually ends up being this simpler point, which is that, no, we, we are very much enchanted even now. Um, that that feeling of like oh before we used to believe in all of this crazy religious stuff and we the world was full of of demons and goblins and, and the stuff medieval people believed in and now we only believe in science um, and and the market which are both for sure real um, you know that whole picture is kind of a misunderstanding it's kind of like a uh, it, we are still under that enchantment um, and that has it. It's we're so much the worse for it because we're you know it's it's actually a very bad enchantment. I'd way rather you know uh, a world full of pixies and and, and whatnot than than uh, yeah just, just Nikes. Just Nikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I, was, I was trying to think of something that sounded like pixies, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, pixie sticks. See, no. you're right. yeah, you know, you know how everybody's always like, I got to get the new flavor of pixie sticks. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so we read the prologue, which, you know, generally lays this out. Um, and there were a few things I wanted to highlight from the prologue that I found very uh, enchanting, if you will. Jesus. First. <laughs> I really... Don't use his name <laughs> nice. in vain. Sorry. No. Sorry. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, first, uh, I really appreciated that this is like a very... I'm assuming Eugene is Catholic. Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. McCarr, I think so he's Irish, so he has to be Catholic. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I saw, I was like Googling him, um, and I saw he wrote or writes for Commonweal, so I was like, okay, he must be Catholic. But yeah. anyway, he writes um, in the prologue, 
Hence the importance of theology for this book as I root my affirmation of the persistence of enchantment in a theological claim about the world, that the earth is a sacramental place mediating the presence and power of God, revelatory of the superabundant love of divinity. So first, I just love that. I think it's so sweet. Yeah. I I it's like that gorgeous he's, language. Yeah, gorgeous language. And I also just love that he's kind of like laying his cards out there. Um, and crucially although he is saying like you know the world has been misenchanted and this is bad he's not saying like therefore we have to like um kind of like disavow material pleasures um and he writes that he's like not a technophobe um he just thinks that i don't know consumerism is bad like you can think consumerism is bad and not be a technophobe um and he um, writes that critics of consumerism engage in an ineffectual moralism and that instead we must recognize that, uh, quote, matter is good, material life should be cherished and savored as a sensuous gift of creation. Um, and indeed a sacramental sensibility and imagination constitute, in my view, the most compelling alternative to a pecuniary instrumentalist desecration of people and the rest of the world. Um, end quote. So I, I really appreciate that first he says like, no, God is real and also we should enjoy the world that God has given us because I feel like it's very easy to fall into a trap of like, oh, capitalism is bad, but then kind of like take the ascetic, maybe yeah, self-punishing, right? you know? Um, so that's what I really liked i guess yeah first and i just love thinking he gives about, you an excuse to yeah you know, keep shopping, keep shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like yeah i do need a sweater <laughs> yeah it's a sacramental sweater a sacramental it? sweater um and great other name for this sacramental sweater <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah keeps you warm yeah um and i i also found this like a whole argument interesting because like the the book opens with him talking about enchantment and immediately I started thinking about how like when I was a kid I was really obsessed with fairies um and you know like one time I was reading a book about fairies and my you know very Lutheran grandma was like you know that's all fake the only thing that is real is God and I was like oh gosh yeah. like this is so horrible right. and so I don't know, I feel like this is offering kind of an alternative, not in that, you know, Eugene is like, fairies are real, but he's like, <laughs> I, it's okay. He kind of is saying that, though, if we, you know, construe fairies a little bit more abstractly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's interesting, though. Mm -hmm. That's funny that your grandma really just, like, did the, the plot of... of what he's saying happened with the Protestant Reformation. Like, yeah, I know. To you as I was a like, child. I lived it. Yeah, you lived yeah. <laughs> I was reformed. You were reformed. <laughs> yeah. And that's why now I'm obsessed with, I don't know, capitalism? Is that how yeah. that would I think it would have, yeah. She said the only thing that's real is God. Only what she meant by God was <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you think that. I mean, I just spoke on how much I like the, the theological element. Do you think the book works outside of that? Right. This was our, our main point of 
disagreement or because you know I want to think that this is obviously on brand for me but like I want to think that it does work without needing the like metaphysical tether um, and um, I think it kind of can in that like you might suppose that this you could like naturalize whatever he means by sacramental he does not want that but mm -hmm. some he, he really doesn't want that so like his his view taken literally of course precludes that possibility but there's a version of this argument that I think includes um, you know like a more humanistic reading of what having like a sacramental engagement with the world might be and mm -hmm. you know I mean I would argue that's what I'm trying to do right now um, but maybe if I'm wrong, you know, <laughs> then it won't work. Then you have to be a Catholic. Then I have to become Catholic, that's right. Um, reading this, I was like, am I Catholic? And then I was yeah. like, no, that's, yeah. just kidding, guys, no. Yeah. I, I said, what was it, first pod, you can't convert. convert. Yeah, you <laughs> so have to I'm stay stuck. Lutheran. Yeah. Damn. Um, um, so, okay, but sorry, I'm getting off track. So how do you think? How do I think that it could work? Yeah. I guess just because... There's like a, a, a natural fact of the matter, which is like, regardless of whether you believe in God, it is true that at one point people did in, in mass, you know, believe yeah, in God. Yeah. And they oriented their lives around that in a way that was good for them, so purportedly according to his argument. And it is true that now people do organize their lives around the enchantments of, of the enchantments of mammon, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, and uh, that, like, that's true, regardless of whether magic is real or whether god's real or anything like that mm -hmm. and so you could just change the things that you're you know like change the way that you're enchanted with the world um to be um better <laughs> i mean there is kind of like a there's almost like if there's any kind of like moral argument here it seems to be some sort of like virtue yeah based argument that like you know we're just like improperly orienting ourselves in the world by being not like in a way that we're, we're blameworthy necessarily but just like we are our, our our souls are worse because we're oriented toward buying shit all the time instead mm -hmm. of oriented toward um, you know the the holy sacraments and so I guess my thought is if you could orient yourself towards some sacraments you know even if there's no God it doesn't matter you're still doing it um, yeah I guess but I guess like do you feel enchanted by the sacraments if yeah. you are a non-believer? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I am thinking about this in very, like, uh, black and white terms or, like, you know, very, like, capitalist realism where I'm like, I can't even imagine. It's either capitalism or God. Right. Maybe there's a third thing. Yeah. Or a fourth thing or whatever. But yeah. for me, those are the two things right. in my head. And that, well, that's kind of how he sets it up as well. That is kind of how he sets it up. That's um, true. So I guess that would be my one critique yeah, yeah. <laughs> of Eugene. Yeah. Um, I like it, though. I think maybe he's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, what about, you know, does he talk about other religions? I don't um, yeah, he does. Like, a from his bit. white male perspective. White men can't have other religions. <laughs> like, no, he has to be cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just mean, like, is, does he just keep it to his, oh, it, oh. to his own perspective, or does he, like, venture oh, out oh, to oh. try to discuss other people? Um, I feel like he does talk about other 
other guys, if you will, but now, I don't know. Now I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, Well, because what I would want to say is is the same could be true through those other religions, too. Um, And I wonder what he would think about that. Well, yeah, I guess, like, well, I think he actually does say something like that. I, I don't think he's being, like, Catholicism or, like, Christianity is the only way. Right. He's just talking about, you know, religion more broadly. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he, well, he says that, uh, you know, capitalism, or the enchantments of mammon, its clerisy is a corporate intelligentsia of economists, executives, managers, and business writers, a stratum akin to Aztec priests, medieval scholastics, and oh, okay. Chinese mandarins. Yeah. So he is just saying, like, there are plenty of other... Right systems right that um, makes sense yeah i guess well of course I, I i mean yes i know he's like aware of the existence of other religions but i mean like i wonder if he considers them reasonable alternatives I, it, it doesn't really matter that much i, I think he does because he talks about yeah. like um shamans magicians mm. and priests right. yielded to businessmen bureaucrats right. and technicians right so i think although he is you know making his strong theological case he is still it's i don't know yeah god and that you know it it do be like that the you know like hearing managers talk their managing speak you know it is it is all nonsense it's just like a load of horseshit that's just dressed up to sound official and they're very much channeling enchantment um in their in in the rights of of performance reviews and like yeah i know know, i was thinking of scheduling um, Deleuze's postscript on the Society of Control. Have you read that? I have not read that, no. Well, it's not so important. He's just talking about how, like, control has moved. Um, I'm, like, going to butcher this, but whatever. One of the things he says is that control has moved from, like, the external to the internal, and now, like, we, you know, police ourselves. Right. Um, But he talks a lot. He says, like, marketing has become the center of the soul of the corporation. Mm -hmm. And, like, when we think of corporations as having souls then like we i don't know like orient ourselves differently um and he writes like young people boast of being motivated and re-request apprenticeships and permanent training so like they're constantly you know um so i was thinking about that too in terms of yeah what yeah does he no I've, i've read like a bunch of stuff related to this book recently and i can't remember if it was actually Eugene himself or somebody talking about him that um, made the connection to sort of like the like wellness and, and, and mindfulness um, as like an example of this kind of thing where like the aim is to become you know like very fine-tuned and well well suited for production um, yeah I don't remember because I have also been reading a lot of books about that very yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. So they're all kind of like blending together right. for me. Right. I don't I don't think he goes into it specifically. Yeah. Cuz he's like doing a more Right. Yeah. abstract thing. He Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that at some point too. So basically Good book, Eugene. <laughs> Thanks, Eugene. Thank you, Eugene. We, we loved it. Um, Definitely a helpful, like, um, I think, like, the structure of his argument, or, like, his argument as a whole has is very instructive for is. my thinking. Yeah. Um, kind of, like, putting, 
I don't want to be like, oh yeah, this has been on my mind, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but like, right. the like, entire least, all thousand pages. Yeah, have been like on my I, mind. I knew this. Yeah, you know. Right. Um, I don't know what. How well, would you? I think it's really what I what I was saying when we when I first uh, recommended this book uh, to Riley before was that um, I think this book is really useful for structuring what we're trying to do with this podcast too. Because, you know, in, in, in the coming weeks, we're going to go into each, we're going to go into several different like subcultures um, that are sort of like spiritual reactions to modernity. Um, and I think this, each of them is like its own little enchantment of mammon. Um, Which sounds very cute. It is, it does sound very, <laughs> it is, it kind of is. I mean, like humans are, you know, kind of cute even when they're doing stupid shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, like, I think that's, it's a good like thesis to keep in mind as we dip into each of these different topics because I think ultimately what they share is the same um, desire for a spiritual experience that fails because of its orientation around um, capital. So like for example um, we were talking off mic about the the stoic tech bros right or like uh you know twitter ceo maybe no longer ceo jack is that his name and his obsession with like meditation right um but then that can be kind of like tricky because who am i to say that his meditation is i know it's wrong (laughs) you can feel it (laughs) well you know in a certain sense it kind of obviously is because like the point of like meditation is to like um uh like eliminate the self and desire yeah and who could be more filled with self and desire than a ceo i this is my um like the ceo of the marketing company that i used to work for uh was like a huge meditation guy what if he's gonna listen to this you know am i engaging with this on a small scale when i'm like oh i need to meditate every day because it makes me write my dissertation better yeah, you're girl bossing your dissertation no. through meditation hacking. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's more of like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have such a distaste for those people. I mean, that's, that isn't what it actually is. But I feel like I've justified it, you know, kind of well. Um, like, there's nothing in the doctrines of, like, Buddhism that would imply even a little bit some sort of, like, prosperity gospel like prosperity sutra or something like it is really like um i don't know it's just like such an american use of that sure i guess though i wonder like i'm thinking of this book on prayer i tried to read by titch nahan i don't remember if i mentioned it or not i think i didn't because i found it so horrible but he like no offense to him r.i.p also he i think is oh whatever <laughs> i think he's very smart i just didn't like this one book um but he talks about like sincerity and like you needing like one needs to be the, their most sincere when they're praying in order for their prayers to come true and i think in a sense that that could be read as sort of like a prosperity gospel if you're like mm. health is wealth or like yeah. a good life is wealth right um, like in any system where like the the like can there be this is probably gonna sound so stupid but can there be like um hierarchy or like you know an unequal society that doesn't have some like element of the prosperity gospel in it um or like can there be belief that in like you know god's 
you know, divine love when there's... Do you, do you get what yeah, I'm saying? I, I feel like what, I'm not making any no, sense. No, I, I think I get what you're saying, and I think McCarraher already, or Eugene, already answered right. the question, which is to want materials is not to be, you know, like, worshipping the enchantments of mammon. Like, mm. you can want your sweater, and you can, like, want health, and you can want to finish your dissertation, or even you can want for, like, your small business or something to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. you can want more money. All of that stuff, I think, is consistent with also being, like, spiritually engaged in a more healthy way. Um, but uh, I think, like, some examples, like true prosperity gospel examples, mm-hmm. or, like, mm-hmm. meditation guru CEOs are, like, such an obvious extreme like where the the end goal really is the maximization of wealth it's not Mm -hmm. even just like a oh i want to be prosperous right it's like i want to max out this number Mm -hmm. like i just want to keep looking at at the number of money that i have and for that to keep getting (laughs) bigger yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. wonderful yeah love to watch that money <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah so i think that's what the, you know what this makes me think of though and this is kind of a regression to the previous thing what what is does mccarraher have an argument for why mammon is a bad enchantment like why are the the um, sacraments of like capital bad um i feel like he obviously must for yeah. the I think he, I mean, I'm not sure he says this. I think, like, the obvious argument would be, like, it, you know, takes us away from God. Right. Is probably. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if he says that. I mean, I guess he talks about Weber, who Weber implies that the earlier enchanted universe was like a cultic ensemble of rituals and relics um and so therefore like protestantism is better Mm. but then eugene is saying no yeah he's wrong actually the cultic rituals and relics were good right (laughs) you know right um and so like by taking notes away from those things we are focusing on the wrong thing yeah but but it's not i mean this is why i think it does depend on theology because you could say like well that's fine if like what is the end goal yeah if the end goal is just for like people to like be like quote-unquote like happy which i i don't think that's his his goal because he's not you know yeah well and so that's my it it is that like end goal that i think you know like i want to i want to like ground it in some like conception of what the good is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now that seems unclear, at least on my um, cursory, very cursory engagement. <laughs> um, but I, not that that can't, connection can't be made pretty easily anyway. Like, I mean, I would make it. I would just say something like, you know, like clearly maximizing your wealth is just not like a healthy way to conduct yourself. Um, you know. Yeah. That's just bad for your brain to be thinking that way. So. Yeah, and bad for the world. And yes, bad for others. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, capitalism. Yeah. Bad. No, no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we should. Well, this is a get, good get it, into that. Yeah, I think that is a good segue. Um, also, because the other thing that this book was like a useful 
an instructive tool for is um, I guess thinking of the way that like we conceive of the relationship between religion and politics um, societally and in our own lives um, yeah w w do you have any thoughts about that well mayor Pete Buttigieg yes put it best yeah. when he said that he's a Democrat mm -hmm. because he believes in God. No, I'm just kidding. I did mean, he, really he did say, say that? that. Yeah, that's full bear. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, he's an Episcopalian, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I hate. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo hates Mayor Pete. I. Um. Well, yeah, I do. I thought you were gonna say I endorse him or something. Oh yeah. Really, yeah. Well. But I'm, you know. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not, you know. Me and Mayor Pete don't have the same politics, right. but I, I would go so far to say as I do feel very like politically motivated by Yeah. You know, my beliefs. I'm yeah. doing jazz hands right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I would phrase it more elegantly. But I don't yeah. know. What would you Yeah. I I agree. Um I think like the um just to my mind, like the, the ethos of um, like Christ-like and agape love and the ethos of like, uh, you know, orientation toward the public good through social programs and, and just socialism broadly are like very obviously linked. Um, you know, it's like corny and obviously like historically um, anachronous and silly to say like Jesus was a socialist or whatever, which right. is like a dumb Michael Moore thing to say, but like, there, if if you like abstract a little bit away from that literal statement, there, there it is kind of true. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and so I think I find that really like animating, um, and I think also it's just part of like the, um, like the 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 church that I go to also is very like, uh, they're not aggressively anti-capitalist at all, but they are very like pro-social and mm -hmm. pro you know public good and. Um, I think that's just it's just part of my like my whole engagement with with Christianity is also very much motivated by like a you know a socially focused <laughs> ethos yeah. yeah yeah and I think I don't know I feel like I don't know how to articulate myself well on this point but like when I talk to my more uh, like conservative family members or whatever, I always like think or like say to them like, "What is the point of society?" Yeah. And I think that if we are to believe that like the world is like a reflection of God's love, then we like must do our best to like one like maintain the world and like keep it keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah. And then we also should like act in such a way that. I don't know people can have nice lives as we are like meant to believe that they deserve to right. have yeah um to the point that i think like um like i don't know if i were to form this into a hot take i would be like therefore nimbyism is a sin <laughs> right you know yeah um i think it is i, I think, think it, very it must be yeah. yeah or like allowing such you know debilitating levels of homelessness or any homelessness even yeah. is like goes against the will of god it, probably it must yeah um, that's right 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, you know, and like, okay, so like there's, there's like a, like a policy kind of question here, but then there's also like a, like a personal orientation in the world that I, I think I've been more focused on recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder what you think about this. Like, cause I think before a lot of, cause you know, I, all through college and stuff, I was like, I was in the socialism club and you mm-hmm. know, I've been a, I've been, I've been a Bernie bro since day one, but like, <laughs> um, I was much more interested in like the policy questions at the time. And now as I've gotten older, I feel like I'm, and, and I've sort of returned to a more Christian persuasion. I like care more not just about like the you know like oh what kinds of policies you know mm-hmm. are, are like the, the christ-like policies but like mm-hmm. which are I, I care about like how, how am i engaging with my life in a way that is embodying those values like in me personally yeah and i want to contrast that i guess with like you know i think of like some of my friends who like um, i'm subtweeting right now who are like you know just have become like work yuppies and like they are you know they're not bad people but like their whole thing is like all right like i want to make sure that i have enough like money for like this standard of living and it's a very high standard of living and like they're just like working toward that and are like kind of you know offhandedly like oh yeah like oh my god capitalism did you see how good aoc's post was but their their like whole engagement is is still money um i guess i think i feel more sympathetic towards those people because i I was talking about you oh yeah Yeah, my my phd stipend i'm so obsessed with i mean yeah um Yeah, I'm really chasing that yeah. that bag, if you will. Right. <laughs> Retire by thirty. Right. My... If you invest ninety percent of your PhD stipend. Yeah, five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think that we are like, I I guess like the. I don't know. I think that's interesting because I I feel the same way too. But I then I'm not like. Or, like, I feel the same way that I also want to, like, orient my life in that way. But then I'm, like, okay, what am I actually doing, though? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it feels unfair. You know, I'm not saying, like, that you're not doing anything. Yeah, I volunteer then, like... for a climate nonprofit, actually. Oh, okay. Well... I actually do. I said that yeah, sarcastically. Yeah, yeah. I really do. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, of course, we are forced to live in this system. I also like, yeah. I'm trying to think about what I want to do after I get my PhD and I might go work for a tech company and like make yeah. money. But I, I guess it also depends on like what you think. Well, maybe it depends on like what you think God like wants of you or like what like pleases God maybe. Mm. Cause some people would be like, oh, or, like, I don't know, prosperity gospel would say, like, oh, it pleases God that I will be, like, rich because then I will, like, glorify God through my riches. Yeah. Which I think is not it. Right. That's, <laughs> not, that's not it. That's no. not it. But I think that that is still, like, not the worst. Or, like, it's, it's quite bad. Mm-hmm. But I think that it can be done in, like maybe not a horrible way like, i don't wait, know earning the money or thinking that the money is glorifying god because certainly the latter can never be good, done well like that sounds always bad 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, guess, yeah. I don't know. You, have you been enchanted recently? I know. I, by well, mammon, perhaps. <laughs> I was. I was looking at this job listing, and I was like, "That's the starting pay." Like, yeah. oh my gosh, no. Right. Um, no, I. I also. I don't know. Like I, I guess money, I don't you know, know how to explain it. It's like I guess like what can one do, on like the individual level? I think the only way that this shows up, like perniciously maybe is like when mayor pete is saying like oh i'm a democrat because i'm a christian therefore go out there and vote and right. it's like that's not doing shit right. <laughs> like right. you know so i think that's bad yeah but i'm not sure like how i would respond to these friends of yours that you're subtweeting yeah you know yeah i mean again they're not i, I don't think they're doing something like morally wrong i guess that's not like that's mm-hmm. not what my view is it's just that like um, they're not they're they're not like uh, achieving some higher good or something like that, um, or like orienting their souls in the right way. I've been very sympathetic to virtue ethics recently, mm-hmm. um, which is ridiculous a ridiculous thing for me to do, but still. And I I feel like I yeah like there's something there is a good that is provided by like rich spiritual experience that people are seeking by just earning more money and buying like nicer West Elm furniture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is just the obvious. I mean, that's like what Eugene is, is saying, you know, kind of I yeah. like a more complicated, interesting version of that. But like, and I don't like, I, I think that like, I don't want to do that. You know, I get frustrated in my own like impulses in that direction. And then when I see other people have like completely surrendered to it, then it's like, oh my goodness, like, you know, that's no good. That That's like, yeah. But I also, yes, okay, I see what you're saying, and I think I mostly agree, and I think my only, like, comment, or, like, my only reservation is I think that we, I don't know, can't know, (laughs) maybe, like, the depths of someone's, like, spiritual engagement, and also I think that, like, having children for example is like a good thing to do and so like someone can be like entirely like you know focused on their job and like have children and love their children and this is still like virtuous i know that's like not what you're i feel like i'm coming for you right now yeah you are you're trying to like construe my position as like don't have a job like you should be you should yeah. yeah donate all of your money and i mean you know maybe if you wanted to do that that'd be probably good but like you know, uh, no, I don't, I'm not taking, like, a radical, like... Yeah, um, I guess, like, my point would just be... No more yuppie posers kind of view. Yeah, I, I think just, like, we can't delineate, like, when... I don't, I don't know. I feel very, like, stuck on this. I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I'm stuck on it, too, in my day-to-day life, right? Like, because then it's, like, completely lacking in grace for me to like judge others and be like sure. you're doing it yeah. wrong <laughs> big like, time. yeah big time yeah clearly clearly I'm, yeah but i i just wonder i guess like what is the greater good maybe or like is is it just like enough to like love one's children and like oh i meditate? see like that i think that's yeah what I'm that's at. your question okay like what's expected of, of, of a person yeah like if you want to orient yourself towards a greater good like what is that greater good yeah um I mean, like, family and community seem pretty good to me. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, we should all be, you know, like, jetting off to different parts of the world to do, like, you know, 
NGO imperialism mm-hmm. or something. Like, yeah. I think like yeah. <laughs> build dams. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just do mission trips, but like yeah. no, I I think like and again, it's it's totally possible for people to be like well to do and still oriented toward mm-hmm. toward a a uh, a good like mm-hmm. their family and their community and stuff. But which again, I think I think. Eugene is totally on board with. He's mm-hmm. he's probably I bet he's rich. I bet that I bet that fucker. I mean, he's got. I bet I he's know. got he's a that Villanova money. But like, yeah, that's. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. Like, it's it's still. Um, mm-hmm. At certain levels, like once you're a billionaire, I think just almost by definition. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's just bad. Like you'll go to hell. Sure. Well, um, I yeah. don't know about and, that. <laughs> We'll see all of you in heaven. We'll see all of you. That's right. Um, even the billionaires. Even you, Jeff Bezos. Even, no. And I hope could... you're ready to fight. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you get sent back now. Right to hell. <laughs> Goes to heaven to fight you and then sent down to hell. Yeah, yeah that's my reward. That's um, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um quit your job and do crimes I think that's no the, that's <laughs> crimes no yeah but only property damage yeah only crimes that are oriented towards the greater good that's right yeah and don't forget to vote and don't yeah that's the one thing that we're <laughs> repeat Buttigieg you know, repeat Buttigieg Episcopalian he president definitely that's fixed what... the bread prices he did because <laughs> that's what God would want yeah <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> cool. See, see, see you later in heaven. See you in heaven.